Welcome to Unwritten Imaginings, where lazy authors talk about story ideas that they'll never get around to writing. New episodes every Sunday. Let us know if you use one of our ideas and we'll give your story a shout out in a subsequent episode. Our idea starter pack comes with three worlds, one main character, and two comedic scenes. Try it today. Frankly, if you use us for a starter pack, I think you're just going to have difficulties in general. What do you mean? We don't exactly choose the easiest things to write, you know? Well, some of them are suitable, I think. For a starter pack? Yeah, like, uh, I don't know. Which, I mean, some of our ideas are clearly, like, just going to be a whole thing. But, you know, like, anyone can write, like, a, a, a paranormal romance or a magic school, you know, coming-of-age story. Okay, so that's two. Now, to complete the starter pack, we need three. Um, and the, the, I'm, I'm, like, completely blanking on which, which things we've done before. The, like, slice-of-life supernatural thing could be an easy starter project. I mean, if you decide to start on that, you better, you better have, uh, a lot of, um, a lot of willingness to learn very quickly. I mean, it's not it's not like that idea needs like a plot. It just lets you wander as you will and learn as you go as you know, one does. But it needs a lot of execution skill as well is is the issue with that. Does one. it? Yeah, cuz if it's not funny, you know. Okay, yes, but like is being funny something you like pick up on the way to writing, or is it you're either funny or it's you're not? It's definitely something that you learn. I don't know if you necessarily pick it up on the way to writing, but some people do. I mean, like, I certainly started out as silly as I ever was, and I've only kind of learned to rein it in through the years rather than become funnier. <laughs> yeah, but there's more than one trajectory you can follow okay it's not like writing is a craft where you develop down the singular path of uh obvious why are you why are you assuming our our newbies are like not intrinsically funny like if they're gonna pick that i'm not assuming that they're not intrinsically funny i'm just saying mm-hmm. that it's one of the more difficult ones to pick up as your first go around well i mean they can pick any three for the starter pack. It's it's up to them, you know. <laughs> okay. If you were if you were really planning on it, I would uh, I would suggest looking to a different guest episode. But <laughs> moving on from that, <laughs> hi, I'm Atheo, author of Metagame and Rune, and a couple other things that I'm working on, but that are not likely to be released under the Atheo name. We'll see about that. <laughs> Okay. Hi, I'm Eunice. Uh, I write Fantasia and Eternus Source. Everything I've ever written is under the Eunice 5656 name. I think I've already talked about my Twilight fanfiction from when I was 13. I think you did, yes. If you really want to, like, read it, it's it's still up. <laughs> I do not know why. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not ashamed. It's Twilight fan fiction, but, you know, the the writing quality is technically adequate. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> so, this week, it is one of my ideas. Mm-hmm. Which I got in the middle of one of our other episodes. And specifically, 
this idea is sort of based around the, I don't know, phrase of literal metaphors. Now, I don't necessarily know how that'll apply, but I was thinking of something interesting, like, it's essentially like a, like a magic, a magical effect that, because um, you have to create a world where those metaphors exist and people use them, otherwise it doesn't really make any sense. Mm -hmm. And if metaphors all had a magical property to them, you know, that would never happen. So what I'm thinking instead is that there's sort of like sub-dimensions or like pocket dimensions where the little literal metaphors apply. Now when you say metaphors, do you mean like figures of speech in general or like metaphors? <laughs> Um, I suppose it could be either, right? Yeah. I think having it be literal figures of speech at, in general might bring us the most interest here. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there are very many metaphors that become commonly used. They're, they're usually more unique to the writer or whoever's expressing themselves. Eh, to a degree. Some of them get... Some of them get picked up and then used really widely. Uh. To the point that they become cliche. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so it's like magic where once a figure of speech becomes established in the population, you can then make it literal? Make it literal situationally, so just not like all the time necessarily? Mm. Now... I wouldn't necessarily be opposed to it working all the time, but uh, people might then be somewhat wary of picking up metaphors that are uh, dangerous. Okay. I mean, like, making figures of speech apply literally is, like, one of my go-to things of puns and humor in my writing, but I can't actually just, like, call up a bunch of figures of speech to mind on command. <laughs> I wasn't necessarily thinking you could. I was just uh I was just thinking of like how do we build out around this to make like the world wherein that makes sense. And where I have ended up at least while I was thinking about this beforehand was in sort of like a I guess sort of a sort of a jokey take on on that thing that we took seriously before uh like vaguely seriously before with the whole Chosen One in the Secret Magical World. So, essentially, something similar to that, but more of, a, like, a like a satirical take on it, where they're not really protecting the world from anything. They're just avoiding mild disappointment in the people around them. So, I failed to see how this magic system connects with the Chosen One concept. It doesn't really. That's the point. Okay. So what I was what I was thinking was we essentially make it so that in this world there are uh, a chosen few people who go into the alternate universes to protect the minds of the people from losing figures of speech and forgetting them, and that's it. There's no there's no consequences beyond that. So what do they have to fight to prevent this loss? I don't know, like, generic monsters? <laughs> okay, so they have to, like... They have to fight the figures of speech that have become literal to get them to turn back into 
non-literal figures of speech? <laughs> exactly. Okay, okay. So sometimes, uh, you know, there's a giant fire, and then you just have to fight fire with fire. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, 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 okay. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess this this story starts with, like, just searching up a giant list of figures of speech, and then seeing which ones would make uh, good uh, adventures for our heroes to go on. <laughs> That's certainly an option. <laughs> um, I mean, you can't exactly get a li- comprehensive list of figures of speech. I mean, there are there are some sites that have a lot of them. It's to help people who are like learning English try and figure out how are nonsensical figures of speech. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be comprehensive. You just have to have a list that you can be like, oh, that one looks like something that we could make literal and then they could fight. <laughs> exactly. Or they could fight with it, you know. Or, you know, like, you could have ones where it's very hard to fight, where it's like they can't see the force for the trees and then they're just lost in a forest. <laughs> no, no, they can't see the forest for the trees. Would be that, like, they're fighting against, like, a forest of moving trees, but, like, there's, like, three or four trees that they can see at any one time, and the rest are invisible. <laughs> and, you know, the solution is to just burn down the forest. <laughs> because, I mean, that's one solution. Because what they, they'll they pull in a different uh, figure of speech to fight the other figure of speech. No, no, no. What, like, the way that they get in to these uh, pocket dimensions is that they have to say the figure of speech while being of, you know, one of the chosen people. And they uh, say the figure of speech while standing in the area that's currently being affected. Okay. And then they pop in with whatever uh, power is appropriate to that. Um, and then what... So, you know, if you're brand new, you always open with better to be lucky than good. <laughs> is that is that a figure of speech? Or at least something that people say. Oh, I've never really heard anyone say that. I have heard that a lot. <laughs> oh. I think the favorite local ones are uh, Clear as Mud and It's Not Rocket Surgery, which are both corruptions of the actual figure of speech. <laughs> but super common <laughs> over mean... here. <laughs> I've heard both of those as well. Um, but, you know. Yeah. And then I'm just like, what is rocket surgery? So <laughs> <laughs> where you take apart the rocket and fix the stuff inside. And then put it back together again. Uh, and you do it while it's on the launch pad uh, with scalpels. Why do you do it with scalpels? That's a good uh, question. They don't really work on the rocket. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Wait, but what's making the... Like, how do they know know that there's like this emergency where they have to go and fight the literalization of the figure of speech um well you could go two ways with that you could either go give them like a companion that can suddenly sense whenever that happens you know very magical girl-esque uh the other the other way you could do it is just like the i sense a disturbance in the force nearby and then you just go rushing off to fix it. Yeah, like, I'm very much leaning towards magical girl powers in this story for some reason. 
but just like I'm absolutely not against it. Just yeah, just some kind of uh, like makeup device that also s- sounds an alarm, like Sailor Moon, like a magical <laughs> compact. Okay. <laughs> For no reason. And it doesn't matter the gender of the person who who's getting uh, who's getting the call. It's always a makeup device. Uh yeah, and uh, you know we could have some magical cats because that's a thing. That was in Sailor Moon. <laughs> well, I mean, that's one way to think about it. Or you could instead think about it as you have magical cats and dogs. Because occasionally, in one of these areas, it's raining cats and dogs. Oh, I see. That's how they met their companions. It was raining cats and dogs <laughs> one day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. And then... Well, if if it's gonna be, like, a magical girl story, then there has to be, like, an actual baddie, like, bad guy who's evil for no reason. <laughs> Maybe they're not evil for no reason, but, yeah. I mean, we are trying to be a little bit, a little bit tongue-in-cheek about this, so making them seem to be evil for no reason and then have, like, a joke of a backstory would actually be really funny to me. Um, and, you know, this villain hates figures of speech because they failed English class as a child? (laughs) I don't know. No, no, no. Because when they were a child, their brother and sister, their brothers and sisters would always use these figures of speech. But they didn't understand figures of speech at all. So they suddenly decided that they had to set out in the world on their quest To remove them from the world forever! That seems like a lot of effort compared to learning them, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, that's the point! Um, And then our heroes uh, love figures of speech for some reason. Because they make English so colorful. Sure, we'll go with that. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah... And then, how does the combat work? Like, is it just like... Well, you have to choose one that's, uh, that fits the sort of thing that you need to do. Yeah, is it like some kind of like word battle? Or like whoever can like twist words the best ends up winning? <laughs> well, it's twist words the best and then use how they twisted the words the best. And then in the end, it has to end up in physical combat for some reason. Because they have to, like, blast the bad guy with a magical wand that, you know... Well, I mean, it's always, like, a little bit physical combat. Yeah. It's just, like, sort of everywhere. Um, and it's just, like, part of, like, the things that they've been using before. So, like, you might say something... You might say something like, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And then anytime you get injured... <laughs> you you get stronger, so that's physical combat, you know? Or maybe it's, like, at the beginning, they have to, like, work their way through the situation with the with the figures of speech and clever wordplay. But then at the end, once they beat it, it, like, the situation kind of vanishes, and then there's just, like, an evil thing at the end that they have to blast with, with the wand that their magical lipstick turned into. <laughs> And then capture the crystals um, that piece together to make the magical object that will beat the bad guy. 
Uh-huh. Because... Uh-huh. I don't know why you... I don't know why you get on my case for being, you know, too obvious. When do I say that? <laughs> you don't. Diving directly into joking. the tropes is my thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean... I'm okay with that, especially if you, especially if you sort of are self-aware about it and go, yeah, yeah, this is kind of dumb. Like, I dive into the trope so deep that I hit my head on the bottom of the pool. (laughs) (laughs) Multiple times. Uh, You know, there's a little bit of blood in the water, but that just, you know, adds flavor. (laughs) (laughs) To the water or to the blood? Uh... Or to the bottom of the pool. I'm not entirely sure where we're going in this analogy. Um, yeah, no, that's, you shouldn't drink pool water, guys. This analogy fails. <laughs> Should've just... That's why the analogy fails. It's because you shouldn't drink pool water, obviously. I should've just stuck to the metaphor and should not have tried to extend it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and using a metaphor like that in this world? Hmm. All of a sudden your head starts hurting. Don't know what's up with that. And then it bleeds a little bit and the blood just like drifts off into the distance. And then the world around you just becomes water. And now you're underwater and figure it out. You know, yeah, they're jumping into the deep end on their first adventure. Um, Yeah. I guess, like, it would be funny if at the beginning our heroes are, like, they tend to use figures of speech a lot in their speech, and then they have to, like, train themselves not to accidentally do it because it leads to a lot of, like, mishaps during their battles. No, 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 no. They resolve to train themselves not to do that, but they never manage it. Okay, so, yeah, just constant, like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. As the world wildly changes around them. Yeah. I like it. I can't say I'm not a fan. Alright. So we do have a world. We sort of have a... I have a plot-ish. It's almost there. Uh, We don't have any characters, though. Yeah. I think... Well, it's, you know, magical girls. Minimum three. Maximum six. Um, And we have to pick some kind of theme that they all, uh, you know... Revolve around. How about how about instead of instead of that, <laughs> we we pick up parts of it, right? So the way we pick it up is we start with two, maybe three people who seem to have a unifying theme, right? And then you just pick somebody off the street who has like a wildly different theme, but they work together well, and you know what? We can be a team. But. How, but what? You want to have a magical girl group that doesn't have a coherent theme? That's so. No, that's incorrect. I want to have a magical girl group that has an incoherent theme. Okay, wait. So that by the time you have your full ensemble cast together, you don't even really see why you thought the first three had a theme to begin with. Ah, uh, this is so. What is this? This is so. What is the word? I don't know what the word I'm trying to say is. Okay, we can do that. <laughs> what? I was only partially joking. The other half of that is that, like, given that it's supposed to be sort of a, a send up of the genre more than a more than a direct play on it, 
we should probably include some male cast members. Sure. I mean, it can be like Power Rangers, you know? Yeah. Not that I've ever... That works. I've never seen Power Rangers, but, I, you know, I, I'm pretty sure there are male and female characters. You are aware that it exists. You know? And, uh... <laughs> Yeah, no, I have no idea what the premise of Power Rangers is, other than there are some baddies, and then they wear colored suits, and then fight them. <laughs> I see. Uh, is, that, is that really everything? Uh, like, I vaguely remember there was, like, an iteration of Power Rangers where not only did they have a color, they also had, like, an animal... But, like, I don't know how that plays into the rest of... <laughs> there have been a lot of different iterations yeah, of Power Yeah, I, I don't actually understand. And I don't really know who the bad guy is. Um, you know what? It's fine. It's, I mean, it's of fine. all the things that I don't know about, like, Power Rangers is the least of my worries. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine it would be high up on your list. You know, like, there's so many things that I don't know about. Um, okay, uh, wait, what were we saying? Oh yeah, we're gonna have, we're gonna have a co-ed hero team. Well, okay, so we start with three girls, and then be like, okay, this is gonna be a magical girl group with a coherent theme, and then we add a boy, just to, like, be like, No, 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 you add a, you add a girl who doesn't fit the theme first. Oh, okay. So you're playing on it, yeah? Okay, so you just gradually get more and more confusing and then at the end it's like well that's not even a group honestly <laughs> except that they're obviously a group because they constantly work together no but sometimes they go on like missions where they like split up depending on the preference of the or the strengths of the different characters and what the mission is exactly uh you know, like they're an actually good team, and they they work together well, and and there's all that, and their their theming is just not there. And then it just turns into like, I don't know, it turns into like a guild, I guess. It doesn't turn into a guild. They're still like a group. It's just not. They're not themed, <laughs> because the theming is silly to begin but with. But they don't go. They don't all go out on every mission. Like a team would. Why not? Because their group gets too large for this to be necessary. And also, for instance, one of the... Well, that's when you bring up bigger enemies, you know? Bigger, what, puns? Like, more powerful more powerful people for them to be up against. But they're up against... Uh, not, not people, but more powerful, like, monsters, I but guess? But they're up against figures of speech. I fail to see how you power them up. Uh, you, you just make the figures of speech more, like, major, you know? <laughs> okay, so, like, whoever is gonna steal this idea what is actually gonna have to put work into it, because, like, I am not up to providing which figures of speech they should fight right now. <laughs> well, it's, it's not just about providing the figures of speech, too. It's uh, also about the fact that, like, Maybe some of them are more powerful than others and, like, you need help to fight them. Or, like, there's some of them that require more than one person to take down because they'll shut down a single person going in or they'll shut down, like, three people going in and the rest of them can still move. 
Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I figure it just, like, there'll be adventures where instead of, like, having to be clever, they'll just have to, like, endure really bad dad jokes or something. <laughs> <laughs> or, like, terrible puns and the like. It depends. I, I mean, that depends on how far you want to go into comedy versus, uh, well, intentional comedy in regards to the people, like, involved versus, like, just making things seem jokey. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, given given the state of satire right now, you know, you might want to go the joke route. Yeah. And then, you know... Just make all of your characters ridiculously melodramatic while you're going the joke route. So they think it's like, it would be the end of the world if we failed. Except none of them have the power to do that. And they're like... The, like, pocket dimension is what will end if they fail, and, like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and then, you know, you could have them, like, lose some of the battles by making up your own figures of speech that don't exist. So when they lose, it's like that figure of speech never existed. Because it doesn't, because you made it up. <laughs> well, I mean, you could use real ones for that, too. <laughs> Just... No, but then, like, they would still exist, so it wouldn't work. They would They would still exist in reality, but not in, not in the story. Yeah, but it's more funny if, like, they don't exist in real life, because then it's like, it blurs the line between the fiction and the, and the real world as a joke. Theoretically. As a joke. I think it's funny. I think you should do it. Whoever I think, it, yeah, it's not a bad idea. Okay, and then, you know, they feel very sad because a treasured piece of the vocabulary of the peoples has been destroyed. <laughs> but And make sure you're very melodramatic about it, too. But, like, you know, it wasn't a great figure of speech. Like, make sure it's a bad figure of speech that you make up where it's like... And nobody even notices it's missing. Yeah, it's like... It doesn't really express anything that's particularly poignant or effective, I guess. <laughs> Just exists. It's like, uh, okay, I mean, you lost. It's no, it's no big, big loss, you know. Like, don't feel bad. We probably didn't want that in in the English language, anyways. <laughs> you could also have them run into figures of speech from other languages, like that they don't, that they absolutely do not understand. Yeah. Uh, so then it's like, yeah, it's like fighting foreign enemies where they don't understand what's going on and then they get their asses kicked, but they have the advantage in that whatever they're fighting doesn't understand their figures of speech either. So I guess it's like a stalemate. <laughs> they finally, they finally make it out with, with just barely win and all six of them are extremely happy and that they that they finally saved whatever the figure of speech is and then they look it up and they're like oh i mean i guess uh you know this is when they pick up their first bilingual member <laughs> <laughs> they start carrying around pocket pocket dictionaries with figures of speech from other languages they're just like oh hi <laughs> oh no okay and like they have cell phones 
right? But, like, they never actually use them. They actually get, like, physical pocket dictionaries. Except they need so many of them that they, like, don't really fit. And they they walk in all super awkward every time. <laughs> Wait, why, are, why do they not use, uh, like, electronic dictionaries? Uh, because... Why would they remember to do that? They're obviously ridiculous. Okay. So, because silly. Exactly. Okay. This whole premise is silly. I mean, they're silly, and then there's like, really, you're going to carry around a stack of translation dictionaries? <laughs> <laughs> you know. Look, they didn't think about it, okay? And they didn't, and then after like this, the second or third time, they continued to not think about it. <laughs> Well, they, they they think about it eventually, but, you know, the first or second time. It's fine. You know, dictionaries make fine weapons. <laughs> <laughs> well, the pen is mightier than the <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. They can have, yeah, hilarious weapons, such as pens. <laughs> It's a pen and it essentially turns into a giant super sword. <laughs> a mighty pen. Exactly. Alright. It's a little short this time, but the idea is, uh, I mean, it exists. It's out there. Uh, you can do with it what you'd like. <laughs> I would be entertained to see almost anything done with this. Wait, we have to name the group. What would you name them? The... Some kind of pun on words. That's that's what puns are on, typically, yes. No, I mean pun on the word words. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's what you meant. What? You thought I meant just a pun and I added on words for no reason? I'm not that bad at English. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were trying to say, like, play on words, but then you said pun on words, and I'm like, uh. No. No. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm bad at naming things. I usually come up with a terrible name and then uh, two years later come up with a good name and wish that I'd used it from the beginning. Mm. I mean, I usually just think about it for like six weeks and then it comes to me in my sleep. <laughs> That's a long time. Yeah. I mean, maybe not six weeks. I'm exaggerating. How long did it take me to name Blade in Fantasia? Probably two weeks. A solid two weeks. I mean, he certainly has a name. I was looking for the most generic name ever, and I think I succeeded. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're not, you're not entirely wrong. Do you know how hard it is to come up with the most generic name ever? <laughs> uh, no, actually, because I've never pushed myself to do that, yeah. surprisingly enough. Well, it's extremely difficult. I poured through, I don't even know how many pages of, like, baby name websites. <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to be, like, super generic for real, then you could have, uh, instead of going through pages and pages of names you could have just you know gotten the averages for the time where you think that he would have been born and then just like pick the most common one no no but it had to be like a name that would like make sense as a game avatar name not just like john 
Then why were you pouring through baby name websites? Because, believe it or not, there are no avatar name websites. <laughs> That's just not true. I think you were just bad at finding them. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm not, actually. Oh, no. <laughs> Those weeks <laughs> of agony. <laughs> hey, you said I thought something good. Okay, anyway. you know what? Right. We're not naming the group. Whoever... Whoever actually wants to steal this idea is going to have to put a ton of work into finding the appropriate puns and figures of speech and unique, um... I mean, if people just start calling them pun on words, I wouldn't be, uh... <laughs> oh my god. You know, the... That is a play on words, but it's a pun on words. You know, like, they could have... There could be one guy who wants to name the group the Punishers, um, and everyone else hates that, and then... <laughs> They're just constantly arguing about the group name for the whole for the whole story. Oh, and Punisher sounds vaguely like pun on words if you, you know, heard it heard it badly. <laughs> Got that bone apple tea energy up in here. <laughs> Somebody hears it and then starts spreading around the legend of the pun on words. <laughs> okay. It, yeah, this this is an idea that is not in the starter pack. It requires a lot of self-assembly as well as a uh, love of bad puns and the willingness to dive headfirst into the deep end and hit your head on the tropes of the magical girl genre. <laughs> so, obviously, it's something that you should start on your own and not take in a pack. You just take the one. It's enough. You know, um, so if for, for some reason this idea really grabs your fancy or, you know, part of it does, feel free to write it. Email us at listeners at unwrittenimaginings.com. Yeah. Uh, we also have for people who would want to be a guest on the show, uh, guests at unwrittenimaginings.com. Yeah. Uh, tell a friend about us. Rate us on... Those uh, podcast listening sites that can be rated on. Uh, and I think that's all we've got to wrap up for today. Okay, bye everybody. Bye. Bye.